Hello, and welcome to the Enjoying Home Podcast. I am your host, Joy Silas. My biggest wish is to walk you through how to cultivate habits and lifestyle changes that enable you to relax and enjoy your home. So if you're ready to embark this journey, then you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this podcast episode. If you are new here, I'm your host, Joy Silas, and I'm just happy to be back into the swing of things. So we know that February is approaching us and January is pretty much already leaving us. By the time this podcast episode drops, two days later, it'll be the end of January. So I thought that it would be fun to start a monthly series where we prep up for the month ahead of us, right? So I know it's very popular to make New Year's resolutions like, oh, okay, like this year I'm gonna, you know, become a size whatever or (laughs) drop how many pounds of weight. Um, But this isn't really the idea behind the monthly, the monthly um, like to-do list. We're really just honing in on things that we can get done around the home and in our personal life that will set us towards a path of being productive and looking back and reflecting at a year and having those moments like, oh, I actually felt like I achieved something. I find that achieving goals in bite size chunks is better than having like a huge goal. Not to say having huge goals aren't um, important, but I just think it's a little bit easier to break them down. So the first thing, we're going to talk about five things that we're, we can do for the month of February, in the month of February. And they're nothing like crazy and they're all doable. And we'll have a bonus one at the end. So stay tuned for that. It's actually my favorite one. But let's jump into things, right? So the first one is grab your planners and your notebooks if you haven't already. Even though you'll have like four weeks or five weeks of January that you didn't complete, don't let that hinder you from getting a planner for 2023. I think it's so important to grab a planner. We talked about planning in the first foundation series about how it's important to brainstorm, to take those ideas and really make an action plan for them. And in a planner, you can execute that task very easily. So please, please, please go get your planners. And I also said notebooks because I really think the beginning of the year, is a great time to just have that place where you can let your mind be free and flow. I know for some people recording, it might be easy typing. It might be easier. So maybe you won't need a physical notebook, but this year I'm challenging myself to have a notebook and I always gravitate towards like the notepad in my cell phone or Google docs on my uh, desktop and really just like open the book and just kind of like journal freely, but without any form of structure. So I'm not going to say like dear diary, or I might want to, you know, write out a prayer or a prayer that was answered. Or if I have an idea for the podcast, I can kind of just lay out the ideas, plan them out and just have this notebook where when something pops up in my head, I can really just let those ideas go free. So it'll be a form of a journal, but it'll also be a form of like planning and really just letting those million dollar ideas out on paper. So I'm looking forward to that. I just ordered my notebook last week. It should be here. It should have been here actually, but I'm hoping it'll be here this week so I can start doing that and make that into a habit. And then the goal is just to really look at the notebook and my planner 
at the end of the year and really just take a few days to read through it and reflect and see if there's things that I can carry into 2024 um, and just see growth. So I recommend that for all of us. The second one is pick out what books and podcasts you'll listen to this year. So I thought this would be helpful because if you're anything like me, I'm a very eclectic person. Like if I see a book I want to read, I just read it. And that works for most people. Or if you hear about a podcast or you see one come up on your feed on iTunes, you're just like, oh, this looks good. I'm going to listen to it. But what I found is that sometimes I don't finish the books that I want to finish. I have a big stack of books that are just overwhelming for me. And secondly, for the podcast, I find that I don't get to listen to the episodes I really want to listen to because I'm always listening to a new podcast. So one of the things I'm going to do in that notebook is write down the books that I've been wanting to read, need to read, and kind of just go through them. And if a new book does pop up, it'll just go to the end of that list. So it's not a no, it's just not a not yet. And, you know, I'm I'm giving myself liberty, liberty to, you know, maybe... I did discover a new book and I'm eager to read it. I'll let myself go ahead and read it, but I'm really just trying to have a little bit more structure around my love for books and my love for podcasts. So a lot of the podcasts I'm focusing on this year for myself personally are ones that are directed around like Charlotte Mason's philosophy when it comes to homeschooling and life and the atmosphere and habits in a home. So I'm really looking forward to really just educating myself on that around the classes that I'm taking at the Charlotte Mason Institute will not add it, but online. So I think it'll just complement what I'm learning in the monthly classes that I'm taking um, and just build this uh, environment of of wealth and information for me as a mother teacher homeschooling my children. Um, another uh, area I'm looking into is just finances because it just really helps me stay on top of things and gets me motivated towards like my husband and I's financial goals. So with that being said, talking about financial podcasts, um, the third one is actually revisit your budget and make adjustments for future plans. (sighs) I love a budget. We'll probably jump into, well, we will jump into an episode more in detail about budgeting and why that's so important in terms of enjoying the home. But I think that it's important to revisit it because there may be goals that you want this year. Maybe later this holiday, you've decided that last year you wanted, you, you know, you wanted to spend it with, uh, relatives that are far away. Well, it's a great time to really start putting away some of that money in your budget so that you can have that margin and that, um, just that freedom to be able to do that and knowing that, okay, it's February and I'm saving for something that's going to happen 10 months from now. So that gives you plenty of time to plan it and adjust things and move forward accordingly. So I really recommend just revisiting your budget. Uh, I know right now we always think about what we're going to get our children for Christmas and we start putting money to the side so that Christmas shopping is done and like November. Sometimes for me, it's even October, but then that gives me room to be able to send out cards. It gives me room to get last minute things without that pressure of just feeling overwhelmed. So budgets are there to not limit you. They're there to be good stewards of your money so that you have control of your money. And I think that's really important. All right. The fourth one is a no brainer. And I talk about this often, but this one is declutter. If you have not already decluttered your home for the new year, I think it's such a great way to start off the month, to start off the year, 
I mean, even to start off the day or the week, you know, and maybe that's not a big declutter. Maybe it's just decluttering your nightstand, your office desk for the new uh, week, for the new work week, um, your nightstand, just because, you know, you have a whole bunch of books next to it like I do. And it's just important to be able to see them so that you can grab them and read them. So just declutter. If you need some motivation about decluttering, uh, check out the foundational series about decluttering. And then I have another episode about the cost of clutter and how it's just not worth it. And um, it's just very, I think it's just mind, it makes your mind foggy and it's really hard for us to get in that creative space and enjoy our homes the way we want to. So definitely declutter. The fifth and last one is another one of my favorite. I think these all are my favorite, but number five is definitely one that I look forward to. And that is plan your summer and well, spring and summer wardrobes. And not just yours. If you have children, I don't know, maybe you dress your significant other. I mean, start planning for everyone. Um, For us, we find capsule wardrobes work well for us. And my wardrobe is strictly based off of Jennifer L. Scott's 10-item wardrobe. So I have my core items, but then I have these 10 items that I just alternate through. Um, I do mine within two seasons, so I'll have spring items that will transition me into summer. And then for the fall and winter, I usually have fall items. I will... Uh, sprinkle some of my summer and spring in there just because, you know, fall can be awkward. Like one day it's really warm and then like the temperature will drop. But with that being said, I usually have 10 items for those two seasons. And again, I sometimes have to go back into the older season and flip flop items out, but it works for me. And um, I'll go more in detail about the 10 item wardrobe and what it is. But to just give you an idea, it's just 10 essential items that you wear. And it's nice because once I get those 10 items, I don't shop for the rest of the season. I try to stay away from like just walking around in the mall or looking at sales and impulse shopping. I have my 10 items. And what's also lovely about it is I have been able to gather timeless pieces that will come back, um, will never go out of style. They're not trendy. Um, and there are pieces that I've invested in and I've been able to do that because I'm not spending a whole bunch of money on a ton of clothes, but rather I'm focusing on these 10 items. And each season I try to invest in like an item or two that are just going to be able to be rotated in my wardrobe for, for time and time again. Um, as for my children, I usually just think about how often I want to wash their clothes and how they go through them. So that will be based on their stage of life. If you have a newborn, you obviously know that having like five onesies is not going to cut it. You know, um, their needs are a little bit higher. You have to change them a little bit more often. But because I have a five and a seven-year-old, it's a little bit different <laughs> depending on when they want to do their outfit changes. But over overall, like they can usually have a certain amount of dresses for the week, pants, shorts for the summer. So I'm really just collecting my thoughts. I want to sew a few um, dresses for them. So I'm thinking about those things now so that I can purchase the materials that I need and incorporate that in her budget so that I can have their spring and summer wardrobe prepped up and it'll be ready to go when the weather transitions. Okay, the last one, this is the bonus and this may apply for some of you, but I'm actually going to challenge all of you. Um, this is the bonus one. So it is plan your summer. I keep saying summer first, plan your spring and summer garden. Yes. Plot out your yard, 
Get a container if you live in an apartment. It does not have to be anything fancy. Research what you want to grow because that's actually really important. Um, I'll give you guys a quick story <laughs> about when I first started gardening. So I first started gardening when we lived in Alaska and I jumped into it when we lived in Kansas. And I would just go to the store and buy anything. Didn't even realize that kale is more of a not midsummer when it's really scorching hot out and lettuce or, you know, plants, there's pretty much those green, uh, hardy leaves are more of a cool weather crop. So early summer, late summer, like going into the fall, they thrive. But me, it was like 90 degrees, 100 degrees outside. Um, yes, it actually gets 100 in uh, Alaska. It's not all the time, but <laughs> the year after we left, it got 100 in um, Alaska and everyone was like, what's going on? Uh, but it was scorching hot, especially in Kansas. And I was like, oh, I'm going to grow lettuce. And no wonder it barely grew <laughs> because the sun was like scorching it. So it's just, I love learning from gardening and my mistakes. But I think when you research what you want to grow, you have more chance of yielding a harvest because it's in the right season. It was planted at the right time and it's really not hard. Um, and when you fail, you learn from those mistakes. It's also a great time right now just to purchase the seeds. Um, there are starter plants that you can get from a nursery, but the, the, liberty, the liberty and the freedom uh, that I love about purchasing seeds is it gives you varieties. You can kind of try those unique varieties and uh, tomatoes that have the unique colors or um, just things you won't find in the big box stores. Again, it's not a bad thing to buy those, especially if you um, are a beginner or you just miss that time to be able to plant from seeds. But also seeds are more affordable. You can buy a pack. What you buy for a starter plant in the nursery is what you can pay for a pack of like a hundred seeds and you can use them throughout multiple seasons. So please, if you have not already Start researching, start looking at your YouTube videos and really start thinking about, okay, I'm not going to go all out this year, especially if you're a beginner plant um, gardener, but maybe just a small container of cut flowers or a hanging basket of flowers. Um, or maybe it's just like, I know when we were kids, my dad just bought, he just um, purchased the tomato plant and he just grew a tomato. And it was like a big deal for all of us because we saw how this yield these delicious, juicy tomatoes. And we just thought it was cool that they were grown on our front porch. So I hope all of those tips, the five and the extra bonus are going to prepare you well for the spring because that's really what this is for. Things to do we can do now to prepare us for the future. And let me know what you think. If you feel inclined, I would like to gently encourage you to leave a review on um, iTunes podcasts on their app. It allows others to be able to find content like this and enjoy it. So again, if you feel like you have the time or if you feel called to, I really appreciate a review. And I will see you all in the next week's episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Enjoying Home podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you prefer. Again, I want to thank you for joining this journey with me, listening to this podcast, and I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode.